0: The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey.
1: In this week's episode, I wanted to talk about using social media while you're going through the divorce proceedings, um, because it's been coming up quite a lot lately, I guess, in my discussions with clients and, you know, making decisions around how to navigate. So I've kind of distilled then my advice into seven key recommendations. In today's episode, I'm going to talk through each of those seven key recommendations um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you're hearing. So let me get straight into it. Um, you know I like a, a short uh, podcast episode. If I'm not interviewing somebody else, I worry that you get a bit bored of my voice. So I'm going to launch straight in with seven key things to do and not do in managing your social di- social media through divorce. The first one is fairly straightforward i want you to be mindful about what you're posting now i say mindful i don't want you to be paranoid i don't need you to second guess everything that you do but i do want you just to just be aware of how could this be perceived perhaps by somebody who doesn't have my best interests in, at heart or somebody who doesn't necessarily think favorably of me and that might be your ex's mother or sister or, or somebody else um so let me give you an example of, of being mindful for example i'm not saying don't ever post a picture of you raising a cocktail to the sunset but maybe posting a picture of your post 5 p.m gin and tonic every day could be seen as someone who's relying a little bit too heavily on booze you know even if it's just one gin and tonic At the end of the day, if you post that same picture, often enough it can escalate or it can look like it represents a version of you that simply isn't true. So avoid posting anything that might be used against you in court or that could be seen as inflammatory or insulting or just unfavorably. Perhaps a lens to think of might be, If somebody hated me, and I'm not suggesting your ex does, and I hope they never do, if somebody really, really had a passionate disliking of me, how could they criticize this post? I hope I'm not encouraging you to be paranoid. I don't want that. I just want you to be mindful. Okay, moving on to number two then. Please please don't air any dirty laundry or share anything about the specifics of what's happening between the two of you. your social network is not just a closer group friends sometimes it might feel that way especially if you only have a you know a small group of 50 or a finite number of people following you but it's highly unlikely that these are just your closest friends. it's more likely that that you've got a big group of people made up of um, people you haven't seen in years that have probably become near strangers, let's be honest. So an ex-colleague that you worked with years ago, um, your mum's close friends, my mum's close friends connect with me, and I think they're adorable. Do I want them knowing everything that I'm going through? Not so much. Um, People you met on holiday and really connected with, they are, Essentially, mere strangers, unless that holiday was the last two or three weeks ago, and you really intimately got to know each other. Um, or who else? It might be uh, you know a friend of a friend of a friend that you met at a dinner party. These people may have some connection to you. That's why it's a social network. That's wonderful. It doesn't mean they're your close friends. So any of these people could potentially become a future employer or a business partner, or a romantic partner, or, you know, a, a, a school mom, or, it's you know, there's an opportunity that they will come back into your life in in a way that is not the familiar social connection that you have um, developed previously. So do you think that a future employer would want to be taken on this journey with you? Probably not. You yourself are not always going to be in the thick of this journey where dirty laundry exists, right? It is just something you're going through now. So perhaps don't share those details. If you're tempted to post something like, I was in divorce court today and he totally lied about where he was when he didn't pick up the kids because I know he was on a holiday with his new girlfriend, Instead, perhaps post, I was in divorce court today and, oh, my God, it's tough to be going through this. That's enough. People can support you if they are tempted to, but they certainly don't need to know the dirty laundry or the specifics or, you know, what a deadbeat behaviour this person's, um, you know, demonstrating. Please don't be tempted to air all of that. Related to that is point number three, keep it civil, always. So I want you to be the one that always acted with integrity. I want you to be the one who was always the better person publicly. Okay, you can rant to a close girlfriend or your divorce coach. <laughs> you can send bitchy memes back and forth in messages to each other, but not not to your ex, to be clear, but to your friends. (laughs) But please don't post them. Don't put them on the social media. Um, Don't put them on your wall. Don't put them on your stories. Um, It doesn't help that people will see you as bitter or antagonizing. If you have any hope of negotiating a settlement or amicably amicably co-parenting in the future with this other person, then you're going to need to get really, really good at not poking the bear, okay? So keep it simple, always. Be the better person, rise above. Point four, avoid posting about your children. I'm not going to go into the arguments of the ethics or you know whether it's right or wrong and allowing children to have um, their own ownership of their images. That's a whole other argument and there are people far better versed than me to have a point of view on that. But my point here is that parenting is divisive at the very best of times. I don't know if you've got some friends that parent their children quite differently to the way you parent them. And I'm sure you come back and you talk to your partner and just think, I don't know how they make those decisions. Well, even when you're in a very close partnership, it's hard to align on what is the best way forward What are the best choices to make? How can you support your children? So no matter how well-intentioned your sharing may be, your ex can potentially find something about it that will trigger an argument. It could be something as simple as you took them to an ice cream parlor after school and gave them a massive treat, ice cream thing, because they'd been having a horrible day. It's possible that your ex will see that and think how inappropriate it is to use sugar as a reward, for example. Now is not the time (laughs) to take their input from that person. You are not parenting together anymore. So you don't need to invite the comments, right? You don't need to include them in the decisions that you're making. So the easiest way to do that is only share what is essential And helpful for him to know. Only share that your child had a difficult day at school. You know, maybe that's something to talk about. You don't need to talk about the post on social media, the ice cream afterwards. Definitely keep taking photos and videos. Keep them for yourself to look back on or print your pictures for your physical walls. Just don't put them on your Facebook walls. Okay, point number five please don't use social media to spy on your ex. I understand how tempting it can be, but I thoroughly recommend that you agree. You have a conversation together and agree to block each other on all platforms with respect, you know, block each other and keep your lives separate because even if you're going to remain friendly now and into, into the future, Remaining friendly is not the same as being friends and it can take a really, really long time to actually get to a friendship. So agreeing with respect to keep your life separate from each other for a while can be really healthy. It takes temptation away. Spying on your ex, on the other hand, is very unhealthy. It can send you into a horrible spiral and honestly... It could even be illegal, especially if you're using like a false account to access private information. Just turn away. Let's focus on building your beautiful life, not distracting yourself by checking in on what's going on in his. The sixth uh, suggestion is to don't overshare personal information. So not that everyone's ex is out to collect information on you that will hurt you. But anything that you post could be used against you. So imagine if someone posted about your income or your personal conversations, it could feel like a huge invasion of privacy. You know better than to do anything like that. So don't allow yourself to be tempted to overshare that kind of information about somebody else because you wouldn't want it shared about yourself. And finally, point seven, be really careful of the divorce Facebook groups. Some can be incredibly helpful and inclusive and provide support and advice when you need it most, but many of them are completely unmoderated, right, which can create an environment of gossip at best, name-calling, victim mentality, and even toxic attention-seeking. You know, that is sharing stories of what's going on with them, completely insulting uh, um, you know, putting a lot of bias into their story, calling their ex lots of different names um, and using that story to create a vortex of attention. People, you know, chiming in to tell them and provide support, but it's negative and toxic attention seeking. Please be really careful. So, with all social media usage, really, try to be fully conscious about what is happening. And especially in these Facebook groups, don't allow yourself to get sucked into that doom scrolling. It, it's very voyeuristic. It can be very tempting. It can be very unhelpful. So just be aware of that um, and make sure you're using them and getting at what you need out of those groups and ignoring anything else. So to recap, the seven points that I've just talked you through is one, be mindful about what you're posting. Not paranoid, but mindful, just thinking about it carefully. Don't air any dirty laundry or share specifics of what's happening between the two of you. Keep it civil, always. Number four, avoid posting about your children. Number five, don't use social media to spy on your ex. Number six, don't overshare personal information. And number seven, be careful of divorce Facebook groups, especially if they're unmoderated and allowed to get a bit negative. I hope that was helpful. Uh, Again, I really would love to hear your take on this. Where have you seen people do really well in managing their social media through a divorce? Um, And what other kind of advice do you need in this space? Reach out. You can DM me on Instagram at Do Divorce Right. Um, You can get on the website and contact me that way. I look forward to hearing about it.
0: Take care. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com or on Instagram at dodivorceright. I look forward to connecting with you there.